welcome to the Project Do Your Part podcast, episode three. I'm your host, Kara Clement, and I'm also the author of the poem that we will be discussing today. So I just wanted to preface this podcast episode with what to expect from it. And so the beginning of the episode is going to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to read you my poem. And then the second uh, part of the episode is going to be about uh, looking inwards. I have prepared some explanations from elements of the poem and reflection questions to expand upon and dig in a little bit. And so if you have a notebook nearby and you would like to take notes or journal throughout this podcast, this is one where I would encourage you to do so. Or if you just want to throw on your thinking cap and do some reflections during this one, that's cool too. Just wanted to make sure I provided that heads up. I wrote this poem uh, as I was entering a poetry contest And the poetry contest gave us the prompt to write about the environment and our relationship to it. This poetry contest was created by Ali Benares, and it was through the City of Windsor's Cultural Affairs Office, the Arts and Cultural and Heritage Fund, and it was a collaboration with the Grown Lady Garments. And so... Yeah, we're just going to read the poem and then um, we'll dive into a little more conversation. This poem is called Do Your Part for Mother Nature. Collectively, we are here, and this is how. We stand on this earth as partners, group members, teammates, family, if you will. Some fully in, some almost out, some unaware of which way is their route. It is like we are in one big group project with you as our teacher, asking for us to do our part at this point begging for us to hear you out before we reach the deadline before we are at the line of death before we are out of time f grade zero survivors back pain from carrying the weight reminder it hits us like a flame in our chest shaking the earth beneath us rushing waters through our stomping grounds like a hurricane or like a flood rising and rising water until you had us drowning Drowning in the reminder that you give us fresh air to breathe. Inhale, exhale, without the debris from the ways in which you could have twisted our lives upside down again like a tornado. Gratitude. We love you for the home that you give us. The nature that you allow us to nurture like pets or babies. Our plants, we plant. We love to watch them grow, give them water, support their development, vitamins in their soil. Empathy. Can we show it to you? Can we show it to you like you need for us to? Can we heal ourselves in order to, and this order to, and place this order to, and now in order to help you heal? future. 
If you can predict it, or if you can control it, can you tell us one thing? Does this illness of vanity ever go away? Do we ever wake up, or do we stay asleep, willfully blind to the ways in which you weep? Your beauty, your perfection, I hope that someday we love you the way that you need for us to. Kindness. Is this where it starts? I know this is not the end yet. Is this it? Compassion, awareness, intention, integrity, and ownership, accountability, mindfulness, and love. Love for you. Love for us. Love and connection as a community bond, strengthening our roots, being our medicine. Would you be kind enough to tell me if that is the formula? I'll take the breath that you allow me to have as a sign to continue to do my part. As a sign that as long as I am exploring compassion, awareness, intention, integrity, ownership, accountability, mindfulness, and love, that I am doing good by you. Collectively, We are here doing our part. All right, before we dive in a little more, take a moment uh, and if you'd like, pause the podcast here and just kind of notice what physiological reactions happened, what is standing out to you, what felt um, like it relayed a message that resonated with you. Take a moment. And take three deep breaths. Where do you feel your breath the most? Is it your nose, your lips, in your chest, or in your belly? All right, so to break that down a little bit and have some discussion, after the part in the poem where I mentioned kindness, I asked, is that the formula? And I mentioned all of these words. So I want to define these words under my own context. And I have some reflection questions prepared, and we will be exploring and looking inwards. So the first word that we've mentioned in the formula was compassion. Now, if you are journaling or just simply reflecting along with this podcast right now, pause and reflect on what compassion means to you. So I believe that compassion is the first step to healing both ourselves and the planet. I think that we need to be able to be compassionate towards others in order to have respect for the ground that we are able to walk on, the air that we're able to breathe, and to have gratitude for those things. Also, we need to first have 
compassion. I want to now move into love. As much as I want to move into that stage of life for the whole entire world, I I mean like love as in the topic that's up next uh, in the formula. I love that poetry is a true expression of thought and emotions, and I also love that it can be interpreted in so many different ways. Oftentimes, people write in a creative way that allows for so many different people's walks of life to have different things within the poem that resonate with them. And I just think that is so beautiful and so amazing, which is so interesting also about poetry in general. Um, like to hear some somebody's context and why they added a certain line and then to hear what that meant for somebody else as a listener, all of that combined is just an, an amazing experience on its own, dissecting and diving into the understanding of poetry. Of poetry. Of poetry. Of poetry. Of poetry. Of poetry. We all have completely different human experiences. And I think that it's something very incredible and very lovable that we all have completely different lived experiences, that each and every person has so much that you can learn from. And even within yourself, there's so much that you have yet to know about yourself. And so I think that we need to add more love into our lives and more acceptance of what we do and don't know what we will and will never know. And we also need to be accepting of the ways that we are different from others, different from the person that we are no longer. I want you to pause and reflect on what does love mean to you? What does it look like for you to share your love with others? What does it look like for you to receive or feel love from yourself, or from others. For me, when I love something, I want the best for it. I want to cheer it on, whether that's, like I mentioned in the poem, a plant that I'm trying to grow, or maybe a partner of mine, or a friendship, When I love someone or something, I want to hold space for them to grow, to evolve, to experience days where it feels nourished, and to also experience days where it needs a bit more water. And I want to also be able to acknowledge the needs of the person or the thing, the plant, if you will, the environment that you love. What needs do you have? What needs do they have? How can you help meet them? 
When I love someone or something, I want to be respectful of that relationship. I want to know where the boundaries are. I want to know when I'm pushing them so that I don't do that. I want to have respect so that we can grow together in a way that leads to mutual joy. How can we coexist? How does the choice to love show up in your life? I want to urge you to reflect on something that you love to do or something that you enjoy doing and think about what resources it takes to partake in that pastime and think about the impact, positive or negative or even neutral, to this action or this pastime. I want you to think about the impact that it could have on both the environment, but also the people around you or the people involved in producing the products for this pastime even. Just one more note on the topic of love, because I really think that self-love and self-respect can play a really big part in the way that we will in turn treat others around us and the world. So I want you to explore the following questions. If we think of our being as a garden or a forest, what seeds do you want to plant? What do you want to uproot? What weeds are there that are no longer serving you and may be actually contaminating your space. Again, what seeds do you want to plant? What do you want to water? What needs light in your life? How can you access this? How can you give this to yourself. I hope that you grow. I hope that you grow to be strong and tall and bold in your stance. I hope that you bloom and that you feel lovable as you do. So the next word in the formula was awareness. And I must add that the formula was not in chronological order, nor is this a formula by any kind of scientist or psychologist. It was just, just something I put together for creative writing, and I feel like it really resonated with my path that I needed to take in order to do better for myself and for the environment. And so that's why I'm sharing these things with you also. So back to awareness, I think that it's extremely important to be both self-aware and aware of the environment that you're in. It's important to be at least generally aware of why something is the way it is, uh, why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, what's going on around you, within you, all of that stuff. And aware of the way that you can impact something and the way that that can impact something. 
So a way to increase your self-awareness or your awareness on the environment and space that you may be in is to get curious, ask why something is the way it is or why you're feeling the way that you're feeling or what's going on in general. Another thing that you could tap into is your five senses if you have access to all of them. So what can you hear? What can you see? What can you smell? What can you touch? What can you taste? One of my favorite quotes is, no man is an island. This reminds me that we are so interconnected and that everything has so many layers to it in terms of people participation in order to reach a common goal. Pause and reflect on what are you curious about? Now I'm going to also tie in the other words from the formula being intention, mindfulness, accountability, and ownership. So with those words in mind, I want you to pause for a second and define those. What does intention mean to you? What does ownership mean to you? What does accountability mean to you? What does mindfulness mean to you? Now, how do all of these tie into the formula under my own context here? So I think that for me, at least, it takes real thoughtful intention to reverse patterns, to relearn, to relearn, but put into action what I am learning to make changes and be of service to those around me, but also to the environment. Here are a couple reflection prompts or journal prompts around the topic of intentionality. And so here they are. How can you be more intentional with your words and actions? What commitments can you make to change your lifestyle little by little to live more intentionally and to live in alignment with the commitments that you want to make to the environment? Continuing on, we need to take ownership and be accountable for our actions. It is our responsibility to be mindful of the ways in which we involve ourselves and impact the environments that we are in. So to look into this, I would urge you to create two spider webs. One is looking at what impacts have I made on the environment in a positive way, And the other one is looking at what impacts have I made on the environment in a negative way. Think big picture, think your everyday tasks, think of what you use in your everyday tasks and start there. To add to that, you could also ask why and get curious about it. To take that one step further, choose a few things that you've listed in your spider web 
And what can you choose to do differently? What can you change, replace with a more environmentally friendly alternative? What can you stop using? What can you start using? Or how can you be more mindful in general? For further reflection, you could create some sort of table. On one side of the table, list things that are in your control. On the other side, list things that are out of your control. And then to go one step further on that task, you can choose something from the what's in my control side of your chart and change it up. If that thing is in your control, how can you do it in a way that will be more environmentally friendly? I want you to feel empowered. Empowered while making decisions that'll be beneficial to both you and the generations to come. Because that's what we're doing. The more change that we make right now, the more it'll help our current situation, but the better it'll also be for those who come next. And if you have children or you plan to have children or even maybe you have younger siblings, if you can empathize with the experience that they may have, then feel empowered making these decisions for your life and for their life. Change. When we hear that word, sometimes we can feel this uncomfortable, maybe resisting energy within us. And sometimes what we need to do is lean into the discomfort. We need to lean in and ask, why is that uncomfortable? Sometimes change can feel uncomfortable because it is making us accountable or it is causing for us to shift and either align with values that we thought we had that we just were not practicing or maybe shift into a greater understanding of our impact. Sometimes the more that we understand our impact, the more we can feel uncomfortable. And when you ask why that might be, from at least my understanding, sometimes we fail to understand that the way that we can live our life comfortably can sometimes be at the discomfort of others. And so when we need to look beyond ourselves, when we need to ask, am I able to have something because somebody else is going through a really hard time to get me what I am able to have. There is so much to explore around our feelings towards change and uh, the resistance that we may have, the discomfort that may come up, the excitement and curiosity we may have in terms of wanting to change. And so I encourage you again to lean into that. I think that due to our ego, we don't really like to admit that we reached a point of happiness or success or whatever it may be due to the harm or detriment of anybody else's life. And so I think that that's why it can make us kind of uncomfortable to come to terms with the fact that 
Um, There are some changes that we need to make and there are some people we need to keep in mind and not even just some people, but in general, how do we play a part in the ecosystem? All right. So what do we do after we've looked into some of these things? We can establish a plan of how do we move forward with this new understanding? And then once you have that plan, that's where accountability from the formula comes back into play. You can figure out how will you keep yourself accountable? Then you can make another plan. And when you have this plan in place, uh, everything will come full circle in the sense that you have this plan you want to stick to. You have the understanding that you want to keep yourself accountable. So when you're not sticking to the plan, you should jump in and say, hey, what about the plan? How can we do better? Keep yourself accountable and hold yourself up to the standard of living that you want. We can stand with integrity. We can be honest about the fact that we are imperfect, about the fact that we are learning, about the fact that we are growing. What does integrity mean to you? How will you uphold it? I am imperfect. We are all imperfect. But that's the beauty in it. We're all imperfect beings going through life and making impacts and creating change where we can and moving through. But because of that, because we are imperfect beings, we are also students of life. And so that means that as we go through life, we have to make conscious decisions to learn. Sometimes things outside of basic educational curriculum that is taught to us, we have to go outside of that, especially as adults. I acknowledge that everybody learns in completely different ways. And so that you can take this information in at your own pace and learn it in a way that is comfortable and appropriate for your learning style. I'm going to just list a few topics that I need to dive deeper into and that I would encourage you to dive deeper into. The more we learn, the more that we can do our part. Here are the topics that I would urge you to look into. Intersectional environmentalism. Microaggressions. Anti-racism. Intersectionality. Colorism. Privilege. Systemic racism versus systematic racism. History of oppression. Covert and overt biases. Prejudice. Equity versus equality. Sustainability, climate change, fast fashion, environmental racism, life cycle assessment, whataboutism. Change starts with us. Let's do our part. Let's keep learning. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Project Do Your Part podcast. I hope that you have a wonderful day.